Tamara Brown. Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Hey, 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 world. It's me, Tamara Brown. Who am I? I am an author, blogger, website designer, as well as a brand and visual strategist and the host of Blah Diaries, Broke, Lonely, Angry, and Horny, turning your message to a beautiful, beautiful masterpiece. And so today I have the honor of talking with crime fiction mastermind, D'Artania A. Williams, Sr., now, you know I got to say his whole name, because if I don't say his whole name, he's going to get an attitude. <laughs> yeah, he's going to get no attitude. So I got to give you a little bit of background about Mr. D'Artania. Now, listen, y'all, don't call him D'Artania. I'm the only person allowed to call him D'Artania, and he hates it, right? But the world knows him as D. They know him as the crime fiction genius, and he is a crime fiction genius, and I'm not just saying that because I've had the, the great opportunity to work on his book, but because he his talent speaks for itself. If you pick up a copy of Philadelphia, Al Mesa, you are going to fall in love, especially if you are into crime fiction. If you're from Philadelphia, you're going to feel the vibe. So let me give you a little background on D'Artania. D'Artania was born and raised in the very turbulent, ultraviolet, violent drug and gang-infested part of South Philadelphia with his three brothers. By his mid, I'm sorry, by his mid-teenage years, he went from fighting the gangs to joining one. But after the tragic death of one of his close friends, a, transfer, a transformation occurred in his life. D'Artania inherited the gift and continued the tradition of storytelling. Hearing a lot of street tales, D'Artania began to write short stories at the age of 12. He also began drawing cartoons as well. He went from ex-game member, desiring, I'm sorry, desiring to fulfill all of his hopes and dreams of becoming a musical artist, getting involved into the hip-hop scene as a DJ to make extra money while holding down a job. He has also been um, a graphic study, graphic design. His talent led him to a high-paying job at, at a graphic art house. While working, he continued to build up his skills by writing stories about urban injustice, misfortune, and the joys of living life, writing stories and working to survive until one day his wife, Margaret, and family members suggested he should turn his stories into books. It sparked his passion, and D'Artania began writing full-length novels. He pulled his heart and soul into his books. With a strange twist of fate, D'Artania suffered an accident on the job, getting hit by a car and not able to walk for months. He had to learn how to walk again. During that period, he turned tragedy into triumph, completing eight novels, hundreds of short stories from dark, gritty street tales, that range from odyssey to wild fantasy roller coasters, adventurous journeys in the other worlds to deep, introspective, tender novels about relationships, new love, lost love, and in this sometime happy and unforgiving metropolis, we all live and work and play. Through it all, embarking on his literary journey is blessed with the knowledge of knowing his purpose. And so he has the amazing books of Dark Secrets, Philadelphia Soldiers, Almeza 1 and 2 is about to be released. And so, D'Artania, are you still yeah, there? Yeah, yeah. 
Okay, so I am just so honored to actually have the opportunity to um, interview. So tell the tell the audience about yourself. Oh well, um, I got a lot going on. I'm really excited about this new novel I'm about to drop, and I've just been, you know, working hard on my dreams to really talk about myself. You know, it's, it's drama like everybody else, you know. I'm not any different than anybody else. I just, you know, struggled, worked hard, and, you know, I'm, I'm doing a lot of accomplishments now because I'm really blessed to be selling books and being in the position that I'm in. You know, that's, that's just about it, you know. Well, that's a, that's a, and, and that's true, right, because, you know, we all know that writing, um, you know, for us as fellow authors, um, we know that people just think, you know, it's a real big release to really, you know, get your, your feelings and even some of your messaging. You know, I even, if you, even though this is a crime fiction book, I have, you know, messaging in there about the struggle and pure raw blackness with no unapologetic, you know, to everyone that this is what it is. You understand what I'm saying? Because, you know, we we in these crazy dark times right now, and everybody had crazy dark times, but now it's really strange. Things are exactly. really, really bad and dark, you know. Exactly. So I'm putting a little entertainment, you know, with along with some of this. You know, I know a lot of people, all these Cobalt books are coming out. You know, these people <laughs> call themselves writers. You know, I, I'm not trying to diss anybody. You know, you want to get money, get money. I'm not nobody's hustle. You know, everybody should be on the hustle anyway. You know, you even got these white folks talking about side hustle. Side hustle has been our life. Right. We always You're have right. a job, you know, to, to make ends meet, even when we even have high-paying jobs. We still got to make that, that, that guap. We still got to go, you know, do the thing or a couple of left-handed things to make something right. Exactly. So I'm really excited and blessed. And really want everybody to go out and get this book, and I hope they get the jokes and the dark humor and really the the raw message. It's really, you know, like the first one was almost like a, a gangster Me Too joint, you know. And this one, it, it continues with, with more messages, and I'm really dropping it on you, you know. So I want everybody to really get this book, enjoy it. It's action-packed, and I, I'm excited about it. I know you are. I am. I am. I had the honor of working with, I'm sorry, a little horse, um, with working with D'Artagnan on this book and just seeing the magic happening and seeing it at the raw stages. Of, it, it's hot. It's, 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 it's fucking hot. I mean, and it definitely is. It is. It is. Definitely. It's definitely. Fish man don't sell bad fish, you know. But the fruit is all fresh. But this 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 is really is really hot. It has uh, a lot of action, a lot of messaging in it. You know what I mean? I'm not preaching or t you know a little teaching. You know, but it's it's about us. It's about black folks struggle, and then you know the game is is that a hustler space too? You know, if anybody could really know what that really means, what a hustler space is. You know, because she's a boss now. Right. She's not you know. She's not the worker. You know, you got workers, bosses, you know, dons, kings, you know, queens. She's a queen, but she's a boss. 
you know. And it's more like, you know, like with with women, you know, they work really hard, and then these men try to push them to the side after they don't did all this work. She's not having all that. She's going for it. Exactly. She's not having all that. So that's really almost like a a messaging to a, a lot of these women out here that's, you know, working hard and holding it down, you know, no disrespect to, you know, to anybody, but, you know, a lot of men have to start working with some of these women and having respect for them for the work that they're putting in, you know. You have to really respect that, you know, not push them to the side and try to send them to the kitchen barefoot and pregnant and say, look, this, this is what it is. No, there is none of that. You know, this is the modern woman, especially in the black community, women run things, period. You know, not to demasculate men, but they know they have to hold it down and let their man be a king if they in that position to let them be. Right. Right. And I do agree with that. You, you feel me? I do. I do. And so let me ask you, with the with the state of with the state of of the writing culture, you know, with the writing culture, we know that a lot of people write books to get two things. They write to get a name. Right, right, and to build a brand and really don't have a love for writing. Uh, we know that people pay other people to write their books, which is ghostwriters. Um, yeah. Do you feel as I, if I understand the ghostwriting. You know, I understand the ghostwriting thing. You know, that's, that's all about money. And then oh, you definitely. got people, you know, for, for the glory. Then you got the glory hounds. You, you got those people. Then, like yeah. I said before, as I said earlier, you got these cobalt books. You got the political aspects of you know, because we caught up in uh, Trumpopagus now, you know, we caught in the matrix with, you know, with this nonsense. And, you know, I understand that too. But you got these soul writers. You got these writers that want to put in the work, you know, that really want to express their soul and what's really going on, get deep, you know, people who know what they're doing. Because I don't want to be bragging, you know, or, or dissing people neither, is a lot of flat, corny books out. The characterizations are flat. It's a lot going on now. There's a lot to write about, especially, you know, with people, they all these, you, you got over uh, uh, 70 million people out of work. I mean, it's a lot of story in there. You could talk about people, you know, struggling from check to check, not receiving a check. You know, love, loss, you know, even if you don't on the romance tip. You know, y'all can get together, you can't get together, your finances ain't together, you know, or even if you had the finances, the other person fall apart because, you know, you got furloughed, laid off. It, it's, it's, these people are not really expressing what's really going on. You can really do it in fantasy, but put some, uh, some reality in it, too, to touch people. You could touch millions of people right now if these people would you know, write this stuff right. And a lot of stuff, you know, I try to get people to play, and some of it's just flat, it's corny, you know, it don't really touch me. You know, like your books, your books are tender, you know, I can be touched by certain things that are real, even though it's, even though it's fiction. You have to learn that. You have to turn that on a dime. But that comes with time and experience of writing. You got to be a real writer. You can't go looking for the gold. And even though, of course, I'm gonna get paid too. 
Uh, you, 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 want, you want the bag, but it can't just be about the bag. It's right. got to be yeah. about the writing. Definitely, I agree. I definitely agree. I think that, you know, that's, you know, and so that's the purpose of my um, question. I feel that in your book. See, that's why I respect you as a writer. And I'm honored to be here to be talking to you because I'm talking to a real writer. And we go into all kinds of different issues, talking about, you know, black folks in this purgatory, putting, you know, of books and book writers, especially if you're independent. So you're independent like me. So, you know, you're put in this ghetto purgatory, like, you know, you just scrap. No, we're real writers who's putting out mad good work, and we need to be respected. Well, you, of course, you know, overall world don't even respect black people as a whole, so you know how they feel about writers. We can't be thinkers and shakers. And we are thinkers and shakers, and we shape and mold, you know, not only on the intellectual level, but on the emotional level of how people really feel on the ground, you know, the rank and file, the everyday person, you know, working for FedEx, you know, uh, working at the butcher shop, working at, uh, at Amazon, you know, the everyday person. We know these people. We live and 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 live among them, and and do our thing. You know, we're exactly. not castle. You know, where you could go and go hide from a thousand people and and don't get the COVID nineteen like some of them could do. They could go up into the mountains somewhere. We got to mix and go to the to the plant and go to the grocery store. And, you know, we don't have, you know, personal assistance and work at home and somebody, send somebody to go get something for us. Exactly. You know, we, we have mixed. That's why it's affecting people of color so much. You know, and this, that's a lot to write about. That's the book should be coming out now. You know, if people have, you know, the talent, the, the know-how, and the will to do so, mm-hmm. you know, you know, it's good to talk about, you know, you know, boss players and hustlers and all that stuff, but you got to throw that in there too. That message got to be in there too that, you know, it's, it's that little guy that's struggling every day going to the, to the work plan or the mother that has to find daycare and everything and has to do her thing and survive and then, you know, worry about, you know, mouths to feed. Mm-hmm. You know, because we, we, we natural born hustlers anyway because we get shut out of the system. Right. So that yeah, and and so that brings me to that question, to another question that. So with like you were saying, so there's people who definitely do it for the hustle. Do you feel like yeah, it's that, that, does it change the tone for the reader? Because you know we like you said we've all read books that aren't you know pleasing, or they really don't get it. Yeah, a lot. <laughs> A lot, a lot of people, of people are using them for brands to build a brand, to, to just have right to have a title, and and also because KDP, the 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 process is easy now. It's a lot easier. Yeah, to they have a they have a great they have a, a a great cover. You know, splashy. It looks you know good eye candy, but there's no substance under it. You know, right. that's the thing. Because I don't people like don't know how. It has substance. You know. That thing has, you know, flavor and reality 
and you know, like like you was putting in, in the beginning of my, my book, raw grittiness that you could feel, and then characters that you know, you know these people. Mm-hmm. You 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 been among them. You know, you, it, it's your uncle, your aunt, you know, auntie, uh, you know, your cousin, you know, the people live next door, or the, or, or 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 the people from around the block. You know, you know Johnny Hoodfella and the rest of them cats. You know, right. you, you know the person that's lost or the one that's really trying to strive to try to do something. That's all in this book. You have this. You know, it's the good, the bad, and the ugly. That's right. what we so, deal with. Right. People anyway, we deal with that every day. You know, triumph and tragedy. You know, it, it's it's no like like Shakespeare. That's what he did. He wrote it for the everyday person. That's what I do for the everyday run-of-the-mill person. You know, like I started off with a detective novel, with, you know, with dark secrets. But the same way with that character, you knew this woman because she helped people in crisis and, and, and really dealt with her domestic struggles. Right. Same way, you know, with Philadelphia, these people, they get out of the Army and they get out of the Marines and can't find a job, and they get their head almost blown off and the government don't even think anything about them, and they have to struggle and find different means to survive. Exactly. Same way with Almesa. She had to find a means to survive in a world that really didn't want her to survive, especially with a black woman. Right. You know? So, I, so with, that, with that being said, what makes you develop such powerful characters, such as the, and let's just talk about Amesa. What made you develop her into, you know, the queen of the streets? I mean, growing, she grew up from a tough background. Well, what made you choose her, she, that characteristic about her? See, the thing is with her, she, she's, she's a combination of a lot of these different women that I know and these different things that happen to them, you know, especially with domestic abuse, you know. So she's, that's what made me develop that. It, it's like I know her. Even though she's a character that I created, she was already there in my soul by me running across these women who had the struggle, who've been raped, you know, who've been molested, you know, who had to, you know, in, in deep poverty, trying to scrap and scrape every day and not be, you know, really begging people to really help her. She got up and helped herself, even though she had help, you know. You do get a little bit of help from somebody, but she really clawed her way out of a hole. Mm-hmm. So that's what made me want it, because I know women like that. You know, it's not like, you know, I just pop up, poof, and I, I know, no, these women really work hard and be doing a lot of different things that they don't want to do, but they got mouths to feed and they got responsibilities, you know. And then they, you know, they left with, you know, with the wreckage of of love and anything else that happened to them along the way, you know, and and trying to make it. So that's why I really created that character and it came out beautifully. You know, that's why a lot of people feel on it and bought the book. Really, that book put me on the map, you know, even though I'm proud of the other two, but Almesa, everybody really felt her because they knew her. They knew her from the gate. They knew that she was the woman that they know, that that was their aunt, their mother, their cousin, 
or their self. They look within their self and say, that's me. That's what happened to me. You know, but you're not put in an entertaining way, you know, gangster. But even though, you know, I know a lot of gangster women, too. You know, I know them. I know those kind of women too. So, but they, some of them have to get aggressive to make their way through this crazy world. You know? Now, when we're thinking about, so we think about Almesa. So many people may not know or may know, D'Artagnan is a phenomenal blogger. He tackles on. Oh, <laughs> right, he tackles those, on. Those last four blogs was fire. I even right. thought to myself, I was like, man, I'm thinking, you know, even though, you know, it would never happen. I said, man, those last four, I should be getting a little pulser. I mean, I was You know, right. I mean, I them out. I mean, on a political level or on an emotional level, I mean, I really dug deep. I mean, them blocks is hot. I started getting some hits on it. You know, the thing I did about move and the thing I did about, you know, will America wake up? You know, whenever America wake up, I really, you know, I just went over it damn near 10, 20 times because I couldn't even believe I wrote it because it came straight from the soul and it was raw blackness in your face, you know, telling people what it really is, you know, because it's, it's, it's crazy now. It, it used to be, it was this B movie called, you know, Strange Days. It's like that. You know, we we stuck in this this B movie that's really reality. You know, right. it's, it's crazy right now. Exactly. So, you know, with that being said, you wrote about you wrote a phenomenal article about a young lady who is out of Chicago, right? Yeah. That, and that's the one that won't Chicago. die. Right, I, and it's it, this is right. So she was a young yeah. So she's a young scholar. Scotler who who became a notorious gangster, and this happened out in Chicago. So we know that Chicago has one of the largest gang culture um, out there. And so I thought about you know that I compared her to Almesa because yeah, exactly. That's you know, exactly how she's like. She's right, and see, you that's know, little Almesa. See, it's it's millions of Almesas out there. You know, right. and a lot of people don't know what Almesa means. Almesa means diamond in Swahili. She right. called herself that, you know, to uplift herself, you know, even though she's in the muck and the mire of all the, you know, the, the, the bullshit and uh, gangsterism that's going on. But what a lot of people don't know, like here in Philadelphia, behind Chicago right now is Philadelphia between, you know, they don't call it like gang violence, but they talk about gun violence. See, we, we don't have, like, a lot of gangs. There's a lot of crews. It's like drug crews. So it's, it's damn near the same thing like gangs, you know? Right. But you got to think that they're, they're the one manufacturing these guns, you know? We don't own a boat, a plane, a train. How is coming in here? You know, we could take some of the blame, you know, for a lot of the, you know, the, the depth in the, in the culture and that gang culture that's going on, but we're not supplying the weapons, they're bringing that stuff in there. And I think of it's purposely done. Yeah, I'm not, you know, or, you know, people be talking about, you know, conspiracy theories and stuff like that. That's on purpose. They're making sure these, these that the ghetto is flooded with guns, flooded with drugs. You know, they, they can stop 
they could stop damn near 70% of these guns coming in here. Exactly. And they know they could do it at the drop of the dime anytime they could put a satellite, you know, or in, in here, or, you know, a camel fart in, in Jablit. You know they could stop 70 or even 80% of these guns coming in here. And that's not on no conspiracy tip. This is real. You know, they don't care. Just as long as they're not with the carnage. It's the same thing with the heroin epidemic. And now they, you know, they feeling sorry for them because the majority of these people are white, and I hate to say that. Yeah, when, when I, you're right. I agree. They didn't care nothing about us. Exactly. They didn't care nothing about us. Just throw them in jail, or they got a gun, put an extra five years on them, put an extra ten years on them. You know, now it's all this crying and whining. Oh, it's a disease. It's been a disease. It's been a problem. It's when it spills out to them, then it's a problem, an epidemic. Then the word epidemic come on, just like they do with the essential workers title. You ain't got no fucking money with, with right. that title. We've been essential workers. We built America. But we never got any credit for it. You know, it's 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 a bunch of uh, it's a bunch of mess out here. Exactly, and so that, and I guess that brings me back to the question of you know, um, and they call it Ki and also Snoop, and in the culture, we find that you know I find that more African American women are being incarcerated because of being a part of the gang and being a gang. part of the gang, and and now they're being killed at a high you know, at a high rate. I mean, you know, K.I. was killed at the age of, right, she was. You know, and, it, and, it's, and it's no secret why they're right. doing it. No, definitely. You know, we know it's, but with her being, what message would you give to parents who don't realize that their girls are going into the gang culture? Because it's easy, you know what I'm saying, to get sucked in. And it doesn't matter, you know, and it doesn't matter the class. Because, see, what happens is, is people get that it's in the poor neighborhoods. And what I find is a lot of middle class and rich girls are coming, you know, because they fall in love with the hood boy. And he's like, listen, come into this life because, you know, dude and girls. It's exciting and new to them. You know, they haven't experienced a lot of life. You know, it's exciting and new to them. They're just like the same thing happened with me. I got caught up. You get caught up. You get caught up in the excitement. And then when things turn and get dangerous, you know, it's almost sometimes it's too late for a lot of people. I was just blessed to be a little bit smarter, you know, and, you know, and not to be acting like, a, like I'm a real religious person. You know, God put me in another position to get out of that stuff. You know, to be a little smarter and, and make different moves. And that's what a lot of these parents have to do. They have to really, you know, uh, be involved with some of their children, even though to the pest part of being a pest. And, and, and it's a shame, though. Because right, they and, and that's a, yeah. It's the excitement now, it's, of right. the game. That's how people so, do the same thing with your hustlers say it all the time. We use it, you know, it's just, Passe now, you know, or they got turned out. That's what happened to these kids. They get turned out. These girls get turned out. They get turned out to the life. You know, the drugs, the lifestyle, easy access to things, the cars, the money, you know, and being part of something. 
that's the thing. Because I think that, you know, too, right, and I also think, too, that a lot of times, right, and I think, too, a lot of times, you know, girls want a sense of, you know, the one thing that I think is belonging. Right, a belonging, a sense of belonging, because you know, it's just, right. This, you know, look at the fact that you're in a you're in a family, and both your parents, and and not to blame the parents all the time, because a lot of parents, like, oh, what you know, people say, what did the parent do wrong? And it was something my um, godson says, and I use this line all the time. He said, I made a conscious decision, and that's what I think that parents have to realize that yes, you you know, you can raise up a child. Right, you can raise up a child to the way that you want it to be, but there are times that our daughters and our sons who want to be in the game, especially girls, who want to follow the leader, whether it be a guy or girl, and we're in a culture now that guys and girls, you know what I'm saying? Guys and girls are the influencers. Girls who want to become lesbians, who saying, listen, and she, she, you know, she the head chick in charge. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I mean, because the culture was in Brooklyn. You know what I'm saying? Right. Big Bertha. People thought that that was right. a joke, but I'm like, she got nine brothers and she got Big, nine sisters. Big was real. She is real to Big, the battlefield. You right. She's nine sisters, and now to this day, all of them are in jail. And Big Bertha was running the, the biggest gang. And let me tell you, if you know, you already know, if you messed up with Big Bertha. You can your ass toe out the frame. There's no conversation and discussion. Right. But I think also what we have to realize, people want power. You know, everybody. In a sense of belonging and being part of something bigger than itself. Right. That's what everybody wants. Everybody wants love, a sense of belonging to something, even though it's positive or negative. Everybody wants to be involved in something that really wants to try to fit in to their part of, of the, this American dream, right? You know, and a love that is right, right and a love there. that is right, but and a love right that there. is authentic. Because yeah. when you when you come, a lot of times these kids are craving more love than we've ever realized with the competition of with social media. They want you know if I'm in a if I'm in a gang and I'm a part of this gang. And you know we we get seven hundred, eight hundred, nine hundred likes, a thousand likes, or you know these people are who are going to support me. But when you know I was, what that is, that's that's street fame. Street fame would never die. You know right. everybody wants street fame. They want the name. You know everybody wants the name. You you want to be known, and social media really hyped it up more. You know, yeah. everybody had, you know, different clashes and people beefing and going back and forth and, you know, things like that. You know, it's, we can't blame social media for everything, but it, it, it really happens. I mean, it happens fast. It turns on a dime. You could really, it, it could be a compliment could turn into an insult to somebody. Right. Or they dis Or somebody flip it around. Somebody do a meme. It's a joke. Joke they don't like. They go back and forth. You know, I, I seen one time with these Texas, with these guys, was, you know, taking pictures of somebody's funeral, doing means because they, you know, they shot this guy down. I mean, I think that's, that's horrible. You know, as much as, you know, I'm a crime fiction writer and I write about all kinds of, you know, embowments and people, you know, decapitations and all this other kind of stuff. 
But I ain't never put in my book that somebody showed up at a funeral taking pictures of somebody and making a mean in a casket. Right. And and, and we've so seen it. And yeah, think about it. Right. And think about Cardi B. I, I think that Cardi B is the prime example of a girl who was a part of a gang. Because, you know, she, she was a part of a gang. And a part of a cult. She was a part of culture. And then she made it big. So that makes it even more attractive to be, because you know Instagram will make things look real. People will spend. She got, she got a, she got a hustle on though. She got a hustle. Right, she, on. and they don't understand the work behind it and the things that she has to do in this. Right, and I, you know, it's, it's a, you know, that survival. And so when I think about, when I think about when people, when people are in survival mode. Right, you are. You become a different person. You become a different. You become a totally different animal. Yeah. I said. I said that to somebody the other day. You cannot teach ambition. Ambition has to be dubbed upon you inside of you, deep down in your heart. You can't teach ambition. Some people think you. You know. You're going. You you cannot teach. It It has to be inside of you. It has to come out of you. Or. You learn you you learn it by watching others and be inspired. Ambition is like that. You get inspired by other people. You see somebody's story. Oh damn, Cardi B. She rocking. She rapping. She came out of that bullshit. She came out of everything, and you don't know the and you don't even know the half of what she probably her real story. Right, right, and that and that's and that's so real, and also the fact. Kids don't realize that they don't know her real story. What she really had to do to turn everything off a dime into that ambitious mode to to feel what she had to do, and she done it. You know, that's like 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 us. You know, we took something that ambition, watching others, seeing other people's story, being inspired, and took it and put it into motion. That's what I want a lot of these writers to do, these rappers to do. Turn that stuff into raw energy and do it for yourself. Do for self. You know, take that negative, that story that, you know, everybody said that you was nothing and nobody and turn it into something because that's what I did. That's what you did, you know, and all these other people that are supposed to be successful. But I want to talk about these people that are successful now now they 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 starving for attention. See, and it's made and you, and right they're starving for attention and it's it's made it glamorous. There's a um there's, See, there's Kobo, a young the one thing though this is what Kovo did. Kovo shut a lot of things down and these stars that was being worshipped they took these people for granted. You got to be nice to people. I don't care what you do. I don't care you rap, sing, wrestle, whatever the hell you do. You know what I mean? They take these people for granted. Now these stars are stuck on these Zoom shows trying to get paid, begging people because you wanted to be worshipped. See, but you got a lot of these people that are stars. They they really appreciate people. You know, Snoop Dogg is one of them people that really appreciate people or, you know, or Fat Joe. But by a lot of these stars I see and I go on Instagram, they got one follower, two follower. No, you want to be worshipped. That's why you stuck. And you can't pour, you can't sing, you know what I mean? And now you're writing a book. Now you're in my lane. Now, you, now, you, now you're an author. You know, it, it's crazy. You know, I'm not trying to diss any of these stars. And, you know, God bless you 
or whatever he, you know, but you got to be nice to people, you know. It's important to be nice, you know, and it's nice to be important, but you got to be nice to people. Exactly. These people, they, they kill me, you know. But you do have a lot of these stars that really appreciate people and they really, you know, you, you need people just like I do. I need people. I need people to buy my books, you know what I mean, to read my blogs, you know, and I do run across some people who do read my books. You know, I'm nice to them, you know, and then you're going to get those other people. Some people are just miserable anyway. You know, I don't pay that any mind. I got thick skin. It does bother me, you know. But the people who do appreciate it, and I talk to them and spend some time with them. I appreciate anybody that even buy one of my books, you know, regardless of all of them. I appreciate right. And I think, yeah, and I think that's the gratitude is so important. And when you go back to gratitude, you know, I, you know, I was thinking about one part in Almesa's book, you know, I, you know, not to, and never to give away the story, but, you know, Almeza, her, you know, her one hitters, her day ones, you know what I'm saying? The people who rode with her, they lived the way she lived. And I think because she's rich, she's not going to see her people. It was like, oh, you need a car, you need some clothes. I'm glad you know that tone with her, that she, you know, even though she was a boss and sometimes had to be firm with some people, she didn't look down beneath them, that you whipped me. You don't work for me. You with me. It's right. And, I think, and that's another thing that I think that when we think about the gang culture, um, even though there's betrayal and we, we won't give the big... There's, there's too much betrayal on gang culture. I can tell you all about it. You right. know, all the backstabbers and everybody else, the ponies, the fakes, you know, the true believers. You know, it's, 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 it's a whole lot of fakery, you know. The ones that's really true to it always find out that they get betrayed in the end, you know, or people break off and have another lifestyle. They go into religion or anything else that fits their fancy. But I could tell you right now, a lot of it's a lie, you know, and it really tricks a lot of people. The thing is, what's great about it is, is getting together and working together. You learn how to put things together, regardless if it's positive or negative. You learn how to lead men, how to lead women, how to really get things done. You get, you do get some good things out of it, but, you know, the other part of it is just crazy, you know. And then when when they shit hit the fan, everybody gets scattered like brooches when the lights come on. You know, right, and I and I think that's something that we have to. Go ahead. Yeah, you have some people to stand strong. Some people stand strong. You have one or two people stand strong. All the rest of them is going to testify against you, tell something on you. You know what I mean? Try snitch. You know, lie on you. You know, create their own narrative to fit their story so they can be tight you know, in the streets. So it's it's, just, it's a lot of madness, you know, but you could take some things from the culture that's good and a lot of bad things, but to me, it's, it's, it's a living a lie. But, and, I, and I think that's, you know, and I think that's, that's something that, you know, parents have to understand that it's not about you give your kids all 
the world and and you know when we think about Almesa, she it was the it was the exact opposite and the exact opposite and the opposite of it was let me survive and that's you know it's something that you know when me and my brother were growing up in Brooklyn we had to survive it was it was and we never my brother and my brother's survival was different from mine's mine's is always use your mind you, you know you know work for people help people clean up um you know because I always you know I was afraid of big Bertha my brother had yeah. no fears and so my brother's um, mode of survival was different. It was like, yo, I'm out here with the boys, and I'm gonna do what I need to do because I'm hungry, right? Yeah. And it, when you deal with the, mine was it's, 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 it was almost the same thing, but right. I had so a lot you, of responsibility. I had to, I had to look out for my brothers too, right? You know? and, and that's a, yeah, and that's another culture looking out for family members so that they are they're good. Um, so that's something that I, I, you know, I found myself saying. By the time I think I was like 13 or 14, it was almost, I had more responsibility than a grown person. Mm-hmm. You know? A lot of people don't realize that. And that's what a lot of people are doing to their kids now. They, you know, some of them have more responsibility than a grown person at 12 and 13 and 14 years old. Then you had some of them, you know, they're giving them too much too fast. And they still turn the wrong way. So, you know, there's no instruction manual with being no parent. Even though you could give them the world or teach them responsibility, they still have their own minds, and they're going to do the things that they're going to do. And sometimes it's good for them to experience some things, but you don't want them to experience the tragedy. Right. That's what you don't want to experience. It's tragedy, and, and then, or tragedy, and then it's too late, and it scars their soul for life. That's what's happened to a lot of these girls a lot of these young men, you know, we could talk about police brutality and everything else. We we get a lot of scarring in our general basic neighborhoods between each other, you know, between rivals and different things that's going on. You know, that's it's really crazy. You know, right. And you live with and you live with these scars. See, but if if you're a person that could really know how to write things, you could express that through, you know. Uh, books and rapping or dancing or making clothes and stuff like that, you can always turn those negatives into a positive. It's it's doable. People are doing it every day, you know, or films. Right, and no, and I do, and I I do believe that it's it's doable in this culture. So, you know, with COVID-19 hitting, and so many people dropping books. The one thing that I, I admire about your book is that it stepped outside of the norm. Because as much as it shows the gang culture and it shows um, Mesa being the boss bay um, and the queen of the streets, it, it shows. She, 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 she's the boss that's smart, you know. And she learned her lumps and her bumps along with in the street, just like most of us do. That's why, you know, I tell people all the time, well, you know, a lot of these people could take a lot of these PhDs and wipe their ass with it, you know, because you, you got to get out here and get it. You got to survive. You know, you can't sit back and start crying because, you know, you had a pitfall setback, you know. You could have three setbacks and then you got to turn around and get set up for something else. It keeps exactly. Coming. Exactly. You know, it and keeps I think it'll never stop. 
Exactly. And I think that's what that's what we want to, you know, inspire. I think that, you know, Almesa it was is resilient in every sense yeah. and she has to and what people don't realize is that the lifestyle that she lives and being the boss, regardless of what culture it comes from, whether it's gang culture, whether it's being an entrepreneur, um, that you have to make the hard decisions. And yeah, well, you have to put it in an exciting context, you know, so people can get inspired from it, you know, and make it in an entertaining way. You know, I rather made her an accountant or a cook or, you know, some TV talk show, you know what I mean, wouldn't come off it the same, mm-hmm. you know, even though those books can work, you know. They can work if they're well written and you got that audience. But, you know, I, you know the audience that I'm grabbing for. Definitely. I'm, I'm, Definitely. I'm I'm targeting the everyday person or somebody that really wants to read something like that and be entertained at the same time. You know, I'm not going to bore you to tears like some of these books I'm getting here, you know, and, and, and the characters flat. They can be the boss. They have this and that. But, you know, they don't, you know, uh, you, you get as those, whereas those, some of them smoke, drink, or just smoke, drink too much or whatever else is going on. And then the character just lays flat. And then, like, with their friends, just like all my characters in my book, you can see them. Even though I don't describe a lot of their characteristics, when you're reading it, you feel them. You know them. You'll be like, oh, that's, that's like, my, like my cousin. Oh, damn, that's like my uncle. And, my, and you know, my aunt. You know, oh, damn, that's like my mom. You know, you feel them. As soon as you read about them, you hear the, talk, the way they talk, the way they move. You know, the, even the way they hold their cigarette. You know, just like when I talk about Aunt Lawanda, you know, with the, the smudges on her cigarette, just the little things, you know. It, you, you you know people like this. You're like, oh, yeah, I know, you know, my, this, you know that's, that's my mom. That's my grandma, you know. So with the book being released in a couple of, in, in a day or so, what can you, so tell them where they can reach you at. Where can we where can we stay connected to you at? I want them to know your social media, your well, website. Social media on my uh, Facebook page at author D'Artagnan Williams, SR, you know, the underground novelist superstar. <laughs> Got to drop that in there. You're also, right. you know, on Instagram, uh, D'Artagnan SR, and also I'm on Twitter at D'Artagnan SR. And I will really appreciate anybody drop a line, any questions. You know, I really want everybody to go out and buy this book because it's hot. I really want to right, and also right and right and also guys that right. that that black raw rawness to it. Exactly. Even though it's a it's a fictional book, but you would really think this person is real. You know. And also, you know, I want them to, to read your blog. So, guys, I want you to go into. You can go to uh, D'ArtagnanWilliamsSenior.com, and they also could go in there and check out, you know, some of my short stories. I got a, uh, I got a uh, gangster supernatural tale on there. You know, it's called Black Magic City, and people is into that kind of stuff. So, you know, I write all kinds of stuff, too. You know, it's not just, you know, I'm just stuck in. And that genre, but I do stay in my lane with crime fiction because 
me and you already talked about, like with the urban fiction and crime fiction. They put me in the urban fiction because I'm black. I'm really a crime fiction writer. That's what I am. But, you know, I do dabble into, you know, to some fantasy. You know, I took the fantasy genre. Of course, you know, I made a gangster, you know, <laughs> you know, to put the excitement and that spin on it. So, you know, I have short stories, especially my blocks. The last four blocks, I'm telling you, is crazy. I'm excited about those. I want people to come on and check me out, you know, and really get into that. Exactly. So, guys, I want you all to stay connected to Dartania. Um, Dartania, I want to thank you for such an amazing insight, not only just on gang culture and what parents should be aware of, but also just in general, what we what we realize is not by accident. There's someone who once said to me when I moved to Buffalo, certain things don't happen by accident. It's done by design 10 to 5, five to 10 years before we really realize it. So yeah. this is something that, you know, I want people to understand that this does not, everything that happens is not, a, it's not an accident. No, so, it's not an accident. Right. No and, and, and so as you, right, as you stay connected to D'Artania, you know, he's going to be having, you know, if you have a book, if you have a book club. So let me say that again. If you have a book club and you would like to pick his book for the week or the month, I want you to reach out to D'Artania, and you can reach out to him via his website at D'ArtaniaAWilliamsSenior.com. Fill out the contact form. Once you fill out the contact form, just let him know. Just put in the subject line, book club. Um, and he would love to have that. He can do it, you know, now with COVID-19. Everything we have to do on Zoom, or he'll do it. Yeah. would like to have a podcast interview with him. Please connect to D'Artania. So, you know, just, please call me. I'm always willing to talk. I'm always willing to learn. I'm also ready to teach. You know, right. those two and, things is always in the essence of everything that I do and talking to anyone. You know, I, I love and appreciate people who have open minds and people that really want to talk about, you know, books and our culture because that's what me and you deep into. I mean, we're doing this show, I'm going to tell you. Me and you talk about so much hot stuff. I wish we could record half of the things that me and you be talking exactly. about. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? And, I, you know, I will be inviting you back on. Yeah, we'll put Oprah and Joprah to shame. You know, <laughs> he said Joprah. I love his show. You know, if I went on any of those shows, I mean, we'll put them to shame because we touch on so many things on the culture and the life and even get into my, you know, political aspects of, of things that's going on. But we really be talking about something so hot and so deep, you know, because of our relationship, you know. Right. I really respect and honor your books, you know, as a writer. And like I told you, you know, it, it, it's so many writers that's out there that's great and they need to have a light shined on them, especially where black writers need to be respected more. You know. Exactly, exactly. So, you know, again. A whole lot more than what's going on. You know, we, we're putting that, like I said earlier, you know, that purgatory or, you know, oh, it's only that good because they put you in that urban fiction, you know, mind field. You know, I'm not saying urban fiction ain't good. It's a lot of talented urban fiction writers out there, but it's too many people trying to cash in and flood the market. 
Exactly, exactly, and it is, and it, and it really is. It becomes, you know, writing is more than the hustle, or more yeah, than yeah. building a brand. It's, it's, it's like the rap game, you know. You right. got it's, people it's, that it's, really slow. You got real. You got people that's really deep, and then you got the mumble jumble people. Then you got the people who just do, you know, all this other crazy stuff that's going on. You know, I do get it though. You know, I do get it. You know, it's the cash in. Exactly, and I think that's something, right, and I think that's something that, you know, I it, it, it grinds my gears because people join in to write a book, not because of the love of it, and I know that, you know, as you always, you know, you have always taught me, business is not a loving affair. It um, really is. But, but books, is it's, it's personal, um, because when we're writing, we're writing from. It's a labor of love. Right, and and it's, it really is a loving affair when I'm writing and when I'm connecting to my characters. And you know, like so said, we, we want to get paid, and we have to pay our rent because we just like everybody else. But you know, it's more it's more love to it about putting the work in than just the cash in. You know, exactly. that's that's the thing with with writers like ourselves. It's not always the cash in because. You buy one of my books or buy one of your books, you can see the craft and the love in it. And we should be getting a whole lot more money for what we put into it because our souls is inside of it because we really worked hard on it, you know. But you know, I, I, I can feel the, I, I feel people on the cash. And I don't knock nobody's hustle. Just like I said, one man's hustle, is, you know, is another man's hustle. Or another woman's hustle. I mean, that's right. your hustle. It's fine. I don't work in I don't work and operate and you know in those kind of rooms. You know, you buy one of my books, it's worth it. You buy Dark Secrets, you're gonna love it. Same way right. with Philadelphia, you're gonna every minute of it until you get to the end, especially the wild endings and stuff that I put on it. And in the middle, you know, I just grab you by the throat and take you for a ride, and you ain't gonna tell me that you're not gonna be excited after you read one of my damn books right. because I put it in. I put it in. And, you know, the jokes and, you know, the dark humor, that be in there too. You know, you're going to be entertained highly, you know. And I'm excited. I agree. Yeah, I'm excited, you know. And, you know, you got a product that you know that's hot and good. You know, it ain't for everybody, but if you into crime fiction, this is your book. This is your summer read. It's your winter read, you know, your New Year's Eve, it's, it's your read. You got to go get it. Exactly. So, guys, I want you, so, Dartania, thank you again so much. We're at the end of I, I our show. Always. Yes, so I want to thank you so much for, for joining. And, guys, listen, do me a favor. So one of the three things that I always tell people is be kind to yourself, be kind to others. Also, support a local business or author, it is so important that we practice the support begets support. And support is free. You know, I mean, a lot of people do not realize that support is free. All you have to do is really like, share, and subscribe. So it, it really does not hurt you, and it only takes two to four seconds. So let's do that. And lastly, support a nonprofit organization that you believe in that has helped the community and also supported you in some way. Give back to other people. So, guys, listen, thank you for listening to Blog Diary.
Broke, Lonely, Angry, and Horny, you can visit my website at www.tamlovestowrite, and that's T-A-M-L-U-V-S-T-O-W-R-I-T-E.com, and you can connect to my social media um, connections. And, D'Artania, you take care and have a wonderful day. Okay, thank you so much, Ms. Brown, and I'm honored. Goodbye. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you.